0: The UAW strike threat poses a tricky political challenge for Biden. John Cassidy With just three days until their current contract expires, nearly 150,000 members of the United Auto Workers, UAW, Union are preparing to walk out from their jobs at the big three automakers, Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis, the parent company of Chrysler. Negotiations are ongoing, but in recent days Sean Fain, the UAW president, dismissed the company's initial contract offers as grossly inadequate. If we don't get our justice, I can guarantee you one thing, come this Thursday at midnight, there will be action, Fain said. Recent years have seen a resurgence of labor activism, with strike threats from railway workers, UPS drivers, and other groups seeking to raise their wages and improve their employment conditions. The auto workers have asked for a four day workweek at full pay and a 46% wage increase over four years, as well as cost of living adjustments and better retirement benefits. But their contract dispute also involves some fundamental issues about the future of the auto industry. Under programs that were introduced in last year's Inflation Reduction Act and the 2021 Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill, the Biden administration is providing generous financial incentives to automakers that invest in electric vehicle, EV, plants. The UAW, whose many members work in factories that make vehicles powered by internal combustion engines, is demanding assurances that the big three won't exploit the transition to E.V.S. to eliminate union jobs and union contracts. It is also asking, Joe Biden, who proudly calls himself the most pro-union president in American history, to support its cause. I think our strike can reaffirm to him where the working-class people in this country stand, Fain told CNBC last week. It's time for politicians in this country to pick a side. Sign up for the news and politics the latest from Washington and beyond, covering current events, the economy, and more, from our columnists and correspondents. Email address. By signing up, you agree to our user agreement and privacy policy and cookie statement. This site is protected by reCAPTCHA and the Google privacy policy and terms of service apply. Since Biden took office, domestic and foreign automakers have committed tens of billions of dollars to constructing new EV factories in the United States. Lacking key battery technology of their own, Ford, GM, and Stellantis have also set up joint ventures with South Korean firms to manufacture electric power packs. The White House has hailed these new investments as evidence that its effort to revive US manufacturing is working, but the UAW doesn't see it this way. With the transition to E.V.S accelerating, in California, E.V.S now account for a fifth of auto sales, older factories and their workers are potentially in the firing line. Last year, Ford CEO, Jim Farley, said that EV production will require 40% less labor. Although a recent study from Carnegie Mellon University researchers disputed this claim, industry experts say that huge changes are coming. The auto companies are getting out of the internal combustion engine business, it's just a matter of when, Mark Masters, a professor of business at Wayne State University in Detroit, told me. So, all those old plants are going to have to be transitioned out of operation or retooled to electrification. Under pressure from the UAW, Biden issued a statement last month on the contract negotiations in which he said that the auto industry must provide good jobs that can support a family and ensure that existing workers are given the first shot to fill new jobs. At the end of August, the administration announced $15.5 billion in funding and loans, most of which will be used to support the conversion of existing auto factories to E.V.S. and retraining workers. The package really supports the president's values, Gene Sperling, a senior advisor to Biden, told me. It makes clear that, wherever it is legal and appropriate, we want to push for high quality jobs and collective bargaining. The UAW leader welcomed this funding package, but he and his members want more support from the White House. The union is concerned that many of the jobs being created in EV plants are non union jobs, some of which pay wages well below union levels. In Warren, Ohio, an electric battery factory operated by Ultium Cells, a joint venture owned by GM and LG Energy Solution, was until recently paying new workers well under $20 an hour. Last month, management agreed to increase wages at the plant. Fain's argument is that, taken overall, the Biden administration's hefty tax credits for the purchase of E.V.S. are encouraging the big three to invest in EV joint ventures that are non-unionized and pay lower wages. Referring to new electric vehicle factories that Ford and SK, a South Korean battery maker, are building in Kentucky and Tennessee, Fane said in a recent video addressed to his members, Ford is currently investing billions of dollars in companies that are not Ford and in a workforce that is not UAW. And they are receiving billions of dollars in taxpayer funding to fund and support this race to the bottom. Video from the New Yorker EcoHack, Saving Desert Tortoises From Extinction https slash, slash, slash video slash watch slash the New Yorker documentary EcoHack Saving Desert Tortoises from Extinction equals underscore CNE Interlude New Yorker underscore A2A3AED CCDFBA4 underscore text fee The White House says it wants as many as possible of the jobs created at new EV plants to be high paying union jobs. Last year, Biden said he supported unionizing battery plants operated by joint ventures. In his August statement, he said that the auto companies should honor the right to organize, take every possible step to avoid painful plant closings, and ensure that when transitions are needed, the transitions are fair. As part of the administration's $15.5-billion funding package, plants with collective bargaining agreements and a history of paying good wages will get additional points in the application process. When Congress was drawing up the IRA tax credits for EV plants, some Democrats tried to include a bonus credit of $4,500 for vehicles produced at union plants, but they were unable to get 51 Democratic votes for it in the Senate. Toyota has a large non-union plant in West Virginia, and Senator Joe Manchin opposed the provision. This obviously would have been helpful in supporting union plants paying higher wages, a senior White House official said. Some progressive Democrats are calling on Biden to come out and explain the larger issues at stake in the dispute. I spoke with Felicia Wong, the president of the Roosevelt Institute, a liberal think tank, and she drew a parallel with the writer's dispute in Hollywood, which isn't just about wages, either. Whether it's about AI replacing writing jobs or jobs in new battery plants that don't pay a living wage, these disputes are all about who gets to have power in the new economy," Wong said. These are the things that President Biden should be talking about when he talks about Bidenomics, even though I understand this particular dispute is pretty complicated. One of the complications facing the UAW and the White House is that the big three have structured their EV partnerships as separate companies, which aren't subject to the collective bargaining agreements that cover existing plants. The joint ventures are standalone legal entities, Masters noted. The auto companies take the approach that, if the UAW wants to organize them and reach agreements on wages and staffing, then they have to go to their management and talk to them. So far, the UAW hasn't had much success in unionizing workers at new EV plants, although late last year it did secure a lopsided vote in favor of organizing the Ultium Cells plant in Warren. It doesn't help that former President Donald Trump has recently tried to insert himself into the UAW dispute and exploit it for his own political gain. Last week, Trump claimed that Biden's EV incentives will destroy the auto industry in Michigan and vowed to repeal them if he gets elected next year. He has also called on UAW members to stop paying their membership dues and to support him. Trump is just playing destructive politics, of course. That's not someone that represents working-class people," Fain said in response to Trump's statements. He's part of the billionaire class, we need to not forget that. From a climate change perspective, making the transition to E.V.S is imperative from the point of view of the big 3 which are struggling to catch up with tesla and foreign ev manufacturers particularly those in china moving rapidly is equally essential and thanks at least in part to the financial assistance that the biden administration has provided this is finally happening https wwwnewyorkercom magazine 2022 one slash americas favorite pickup truck goes electric the political challenge for Biden and the Democrats is that, like all major technological transformations, the switch to E.V.S. will create dislocations and costs for incumbents. Fulfilling the pledge that legacy auto workers won't bear the burden of those costs is no easy task, and it remains to be seen what concessions, if any, the automakers are willing to make on these issues and the broader question of wages and benefits. Although the White House isn't involved in the negotiations, it is following them closely and keeping in touch with both sides. On Monday, Wally Adeyemo, the deputy treasury secretary, said the administration expects the two sides to get to a deal. The next few days will tell whether that optimism was justified. Diamond suit